welcome to episode 11 of the New Writers Podcast. I am Chris Langan. I am your host. And today we have A Tale of Two Chrises, part two. What? Oh, <laughs> uh, so this kind of this episode kind of goes along with the previous episode. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, give it a listen. I'll give you a little summary. Um, quick summary. I it was in the process of writing a novel, and I picked up and read. Um, started to read "To Sleep in a Sea of Stars" by Christopher Paolini, who. Um, you may or may not know from writing the uh, Inheritance Cycle series. Uh, that's Aragon that became a movie. Anyway, um, so I, I started to read that, and about 100 pages in, I realized that there is a scene where that is very similar to my own book, so I stopped because I didn't want to be influenced by anything he wrote um, and have that spill over. You know, I wouldn't do it on purpose, but unconsciously, I didn't want there to be any similarities between that and my book. And so anyway, that's that's just a little rundown of the previous episode. So but still, I recommend go listen to it, please. <laughs> but um, anyway, today um, I wanted to talk about his reply. Now, before I get to that, he, um, he did reply to me. And I, I kind of want to lead into this. I kind of want to center this whole, this whole kind of thing around how um, it your public image and how people view you and because it's actually kind of pertinent, you know, these days, you know, a lot of, you know, things get canceled. Um, so, you know, a, a lot of times rightly so it's like, geez, you know, people, it's all about behavior and there's the whole issue of separating the art from the artist. I could literally go on for who knows how many episodes about, all the issues out there, but I just kind of wanted to just touch on it, kind of center this experience around that. So, like I said, and your your mileage, mileage, what your mileage may vary on your own experiences, but you know, a lot of a lot of authors out there, and this goes for any form of media or entertainment or anything like that. It, it applies to actors, directors, producers. Um, writers, everybody, everybody, anyone who has a fairly decent presence, who's any sort of celebrity, um, they, they put in work and you, most people know them for their work, but they don't know the actual person. And I found that in my own experiences, you know, I've, there are several science fiction authors because science fiction, that's my bread and butter. I love it. I love reading it. I love writing it. And, and, you know, as a kid, uh, reading these stories, reading these books, you don't realize that the person writing the stories could be any different than what you imagine them to be. So, you know, there's very, very, I mean, there's a whole bunch of, uh, of instances out there where I was shocked and kind of disheartened to learn that some of my favorite writers were actually kind of not good people or had, you know, strong beliefs that I strongly disagreed with. And, um, you know, I, I, one of them, Isaac Asimov, you know, fantastic writer, one of the, one of the pillars of science fiction, 
his foundation series, his ro- robot series, just he, you know, the three laws of robotics came from him. And, you know, people use that um, all the time. You know, they referred back to it. Even people like actually working in the robotics industry have have mentioned it, you know, and which is fascinating to me. <clears throat> and I remember hearing that uh, I, and, and I, there's I don't there's been videos and sources and stuff like that. You can look it up. I'm not gonna cite sources. Um, you know, everybody's got Google. You can go check it out for yourself. But you know, Isaac Asimov, he, he was kind of not. He was not nice to the ladies. He was not. He was not very. He was not respectful of women. Um. And very. You know, and people can make excuses being, you know, a product of this time or whatever, but it would say it's not okay, you know, and that was, that was one of those things that was kind of, you know, it was, it was heartbreaking to me being a fan of his work and then really, oh my gosh, you know, this guy is not who I had imagined, you know, he's not, he's, he's not the hero that I had pictured and you know, that's just one of, I don't know how many examples of, not not specifically for him, but like, and, you know, other authors too. Um, you know, and one of my favorite sci-fi books of all time, Ender's Game, was written by Orson Scott Card. And uh, there, Orson Scott Card, you know, I found out later, he has some very, very strong views that I firmly disagree with. And I know other people disagree with it too. And it's, again, that was a punch to the gut because he wrote one of like one of my favorite books of all time, Ender's Game. And again, he was not, he was not the person who I had imagined or who I had hoped he would be. And, you know, he's, he, that's, there's nothing I can do about it, and there's nothing, you know, that, you know, it is what it is. You know, he is who he is. Isaac Asimov is who he was, and, you know, that's pretty much that. But it's just, it's, you know, every, every time I'd come up on a story like, you know, with those two or with, uh, you know, another author or something, it's just like, uh, in the back of my head, I keep, I kept hearing that phrase that you you've probably heard it says never meet your heroes because you know that, that that's the whole saying but like they will be a disappointment and i, I got to thinking you know no you know i don't it, it, and i kind of made a promise to myself that if i ever got the opportunity if i ever you know if if my books if they ever go wide if they ever i mean cuz i'm going to do my best to publish them that's uh, that's unlocked that's locked in whether or not they're well received or they get popular or you know i i attain any sort of celebrity i mean i promised to myself that i was going to do my best to be the person that you know anyone who read it would imagine me to be you know they would i i was my it's going to be my job to you know write of course but also to live up to the expectations of any wide-eyed, you know, uh, reader, young reader, 
who who reads my stories and 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 likes them and and you know wants to look up to me. I want to be that person. So, yeah, and you know it's 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 tough to because it's just like a just a flood of just these these incidents and stories and you know uh, oh another one that um that I remember is Gene Roddenberry he he invented he created Star Trek Gene Roddenberry created Star Trek and um he he was a womanizer like you know and that's just that's it's heartbreaking it's absolutely heartbreaking and you know it's it, it's just and, and and I'm I don't mean this as like you know to I'm I'm not trying to come down on a whole bunch of people here I'm not trying to badmouth anyone it's just I'm trying to relay how how th- disappointing it is to have to have someone and put them on a pedestal in my mind in my head canon and have them not live up to that and so that was my vow if if I can become famous I'm going to I'm going to be just as awesome as I can be and be a good person and you know not 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 be a, a disappointment I don't want any reader to meet me and then be disappointed like oh that guy he was a jerk you know or whatever anything so with all those kind of disappointing cases out there that I just <laughs> I just mentioned I'm sure for I just mentioned three and I'm sure you can go and find you know a, a, 10 more for each one that I mentioned um, but in the case of this little back and forth I've had with Christopher Paolini he wrote back to me he responded to me and I and I'd written him a I typed out a, a letter to him wasn't email wasn't a twitter twitter tweet <laughs> and and uh he responded to me and uh, this has been a while so here we go his response came um he, uh, very nice i feel like this is some weird unboxing <laughs> of a letter <laughs> so it came in an envelope a very nice envelope uh <laughs> and let me just tell you along with uh, the letter that he wrote me, he he sent a signed autograph picture and a bookmark, and I thought that was really cool because I didn't, you know, I wasn't looking for. Uh, frankly, to be honest, I wasn't looking for a response. I I had just written the letter as a funny kind of haha, you know, hey look at this, and you know maybe get him to chuckle or you know whatever, and um, I I wasn't begging for like a response or a picture or anything. And he sent all this cool stuff. So it's kind of, it was really impressed. Number one, that was impressive. That was really just, you know, it wasn't, I'm sure it wasn't like a lot for him to do, but it was above and beyond and and pleasantly surprised me. So very nice stationery, by the way. Oof, it's fancy. It's, it's very high. It's not just, not your run of the mill printer paper. This is, very nice stuff and he's got his own letterhead which is impressive and yeah again all steps that he you know i'm sure he's got you know a stack of these but he 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 went for it so here we go i'm going to read the letter for you guys and 
just trying to tell, <clears throat> give you my impressions of it and let you enjoy it. So here we go. March 10th, 2021. Now this is Paulini, Christopher Paulini writing back to me. And my name is also Christopher. So tale of two Chris's. Here we go. Dear Christopher, greetings from Montana. I'm delighted to hear that you enjoy reading The Inheritance Cycle. Thank you for taking the time to share your thoughts with me. You mentioned the dust in To Sleep in a Sea of Stars and the similarity with the story you are writing. Yes, that is a funny coincidence, but it happens. To Sleep takes some unexpected turns, so I doubt they are too much alike. So see, he's... That right there, that that little paragraph, this isn't like some form letter. He wrote this out. He took the time. He read my letter and responded to it individually, which is good. It's just awesome. You know, I wasn't... I don't, I don't know how many, you know, fan letters authors get, you know, especially, you know, high high level uh, authors, you know, New York Times bestsellers. But I'm sure that, you know, it takes time to read them and respond to them. And it, it, this right, that one paragraph right there already makes me feel like good. You know, it's a good feeling. So here we go. Con- continuing on. I like to be familiar with as much of the genre I'm writing in as possible, to know where I stand in relation to it. That said, I've had to stop reading dragon stories because one can only keep so many dragons in one's head. <laughs> right there, he's being relatable to me. So he's he's talking to me not as like some, you know, he's not talking down to me. He's talking to me like a peer, like another writer. And this is great. I that, that, just, that pumped me up. That pumped me up. I'm carrying on. I hope you have fun reading The Fork, The Witch, and The Worm which is set in the Dragonhold Aragon is building about a year after the end of Inheritance. One of my favorite parts was penned by my sister Angelo, writing from her character's point of view. Please visit paulini.net for the latest news on my projects and check out my latest site, fractalverse.net. May you soar on dragon wings and among the stars. Signed, Christopher Paulini. And that was awesome. That was so, that was, it was like a page, it was a solid page. You know, a couple paragraphs, and very just relatable and awesome. And it, it was this was I read this to you guys because this is what I would hope would happen. This is the kind of interaction that I would like to experience whenever I have, you know, whenever I have someone who I've got up on a pedestal. You know, and Paulini, he was I I enjoy reading his stuff, and it was very impressive. You know whole Aragon series when he he wrote it like when he was I mean it was young for an author I mean but I don't know uh what you know there's no set age limit but as a to begin I think he was still in his I want to say he was like 18 19 when he when he wrote it and got it published so that's impressive and and you know to he had made it in the movie. It wasn't a great movie, but <laughs> it was still a movie. And um, yeah, so he's he's kind of like a known name, and he, he just seems like a cool guy. And I, I'm I'm really thankful for that. I'm really thankful for that. So so yeah, I haven't decided if I'm going to write back to him yet. Um, there's because I did finish the novel that that kind of started this whole thing. My novel, not his. Uh, I finished, and it's, I'm currently in editing, and um, yeah, I'm hoping that 
yeah, it'll, that'll get done. But I don't, I don't, I don't know if any of that warrants a response to him. But I was, you know what? I might send him in a letter just saying, hey, you know, um, I was really, really grateful for your letter and uh, check out the new writers podcast on uh, SoundCloud and. <laughs> Apple Podcasts, uh, yeah, that, and that's, and I, I understand like the last bit, uh, where he kind of, you know, he he was trying to, you know, hey, check out this book and stuff like that. If you like the other ones, that that's fine. He wasn't like, it didn't feel like he was, you know, trying to shove it in my face, but just you know, eh, check this out. You like my stuff? Check this one out too. So, I will p- more than likely do that. I will more than likely do that. But, so yeah, this. This goes out to you guys, you know, and guys and gals, sorry. Uh, anyone who, if you, are, if you are trying to make it, if your goal is to write and get famous, which is a lofty goal, by the way. I'm just happy to write and get go as far as I can, as far as, you know, publishing and all that. But if you, if, if you plan on, if you want to be you know, known in the, in the writing community, in the literary community, be the hero that you would want to meet. Okay. Be that person. Um, you know, and this letter, this reply from Paulini, Chris probably great example. You know, he, it was, he was just being a guy writing back to another guy <laughs> who, who had written him. And, you know, it, it, it makes it, it's a simple interaction, but it, it was kind of special, you know, it was good. So, um, there's a, there's another, another instance, um, and I, I'm, I'm not going to mention this, the, the name of this, uh, this person, um, but there's a, there's an artist, and I'm not going to say what media, but when they have, they have an Instagram and they they publish their work and their work is good i i am a fan of their work and unfortunately too that this this artist has this person this creative i like creative i'll go with creative this this creative has has run across some really negative people and negative responses and is just very much you know the type of person who who would um, who calls them out, and you know I like that, you know rightly so. But they they, they kind of lose me. The the creative kind of lost me when they started getting on their fans, you know. And it's a, in a very on Instagram's a very public forum, very public place. So me and everybody else who follows the this creative can see what is happening, and I just cringed. I'm like, oof, oof. You know, they, um, there was one of the, without going into too much detail, there, and I may have mentioned this before, but I think it's worth mentioning here again in this podcast. There was an instance where the creative on Instagram posted and was, was complaining and, and calling out uh, their followers for liking and commenting and interacting with them on certain material, like part, certain parts of their material and not the other parts of their material. So, 
And that was, that just, oh, that was confusing to me. I really didn't know, you know, why that they chose to fight that battle or start that battle because, you know, you've got people, anyone who, anyone who likes or who is a fan of your work is, is worth their weight in gold, you know, and in my mind. And to kind of be, hey, be angry that, you know, oh, you like, you like part A, but you don't like part B. What's up with that? I'm going to start, you know, cleaning up my followers and blocking followers. I'm like, why? what? Why? You've got fans, you know? And and so that's that's another kind of example that I want to give. Like, don't, you know, I, I know you, there's going to be aspects to your art, to your creative uh, um, endeavors where that you are going to want fans to like. I get that. I get that. I want, you know, for me, I want people to, um, uh, you know, like my, well, I want them to like everything, but <laughs> I want them to like, you know, my dialogue and my plot and my characters. And, and if I had someone come at me, I shouldn't say come at me. If I had someone comment saying, Hey, you know, I really like your, I really like your characters, but they didn't like my, di- you know, didn't say anything on my dialogue. That's what happened. People weren't weren't liking or commenting on the other aspect. If I was getting a lot of likes on my characters and nothing from my dialogue, I wouldn't be upset, you know. And this this creative was very, was very upset, you know, just almost a very aggressive kind of in like attack mode on their fans, and I did not understand that. <laughs> But, I mean, you know, that's another example. You guys, be be the hero you want to be. Or be the hero you want to meet. You know? Um, and it's like, there's there's people, I'll, I'll, I'll give some, some, some names of, you know, good people. Or people who seem good out there. Because you, you never really know. But people who, who their public image, who their personal lives, it looks like it reflects the pedestal that I've got them on. Like, the first one that always comes to mind for me is The Rock. You know, Dwayne Johnson. That guy looks like everything that, that I've seen him say or, or do or whatever, he looks like a stand-up, solid individual. And and he's he's on my short list of people who, you know, if I ever saw him in public, I would I would try and buy him a drink or whatever. Or, you know, I, I just want to hang out with him and just, you know, be around him. Like, oh, what's he going to do next? Oh, you know, just... But, um... But yeah, so you know, there's people there's there's people like that out there. There's people like that out there. But The Rock is the first one that comes to mind. Um, but yeah, so and you know, and I hear Tom Hanks is good too. I hear like I'm in the business, <laughs> like like I'm like I'm hanging out with with uh, with uh, Tom. But yeah, no, you never you never hear a, anything really bad about Tom Hanks. So, um. But yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, we all, especially, I mean, it's not so much of an issue right now because I'm an unknown and, you know, anybody who's listening to this is probably, you know, not, not a celebrity. I mean, if you are, drop me a line and say hello, but you know, we're all, we're all starting out. We're all starting out. And I think that this is an important thing to have from the beginning, an important mindset to have from the very, very beginning is just be a good person, you know? Or if you're <laughs> if you're a jerk, then 
don't be a jerk in public. I don't know. That sounds bad. I'm not going <laughs> to just be just be good. Be better. Be, you know, be the hero you want to meet. And um, yeah. So another thing I want to mention, too, is that I've got, you know, inspiration and motivation is a big part of writing, you know, for everyone, you know, especially on days when you don't want to do it, you know, and there's this is there are days when it it's a job. And if if you want to make it full time, it has to become you have to look at it like your job. And just like any job, there's going to be days when you don't want to do it. So what you got to do is that you need you need to find your motivations, especially for the days that you don't want to sit down. It's like, okay, I got to do this. I got to type out this scene. I got to outline. I've got to, you know, and I've got a stack of of motivation. I call it my, my pile of motivation. And I think that um, there, <laughs> there, are, there are a couple books in this stack. And, and I'm not exactly proud of the, of the way they are motivating me. Um, but these books are, they're written by, um, I'm not going to say the name of the books. I'm not going to say the authors, but there's more than one. <laughs> and these books are there to, to motivate me in a way that I look at these books and I look at these authors and it gives me hope for my own stuff in a way that like if this, they wrote this story and I can, I can see parts of this story that need improvement, need improvement or that could be better or, you know, things that I could do in my own story that would be, that, that would make an impact. I look at these stories and I think these are published books these are books that you can go and buy. And I don't have anything like out, that out there yet. Yet. That's the key word. So I look at these stories and I say, okay, these authors put their books out there and I can do the same. I can do that. They can do that. I can do that. And granted, that's not the most noble motivation. You know, it's not... I mean, I feel I feel kind of guilty. That's why I'm not saying the books or the authors' names. And let me tell you, one of the books is a uh, New York Times bestseller, <laughs> so very prominent. And yeah, so it's it's kind of like a it's it's not it not doesn't it doesn't feel like an honorable motivation, but it motivates me. But I am happy to add to this pile of motivation. The letter from Christopher Paolini, you know, saying that, you know, it's just, just his, inter- this, the interaction with him was very positive, and so it gives me something to look forward to, and I, uh, that excites me. So, so yeah, this has been, this has been a, uh, this, this, I'll keep you guys updated on whether or not I'm going to, if I respond to, uh, Christopher Paolini. Um, here, so, but, but we'll see. I think it may be done. We'll see. I don't know. Um, but it, it was fun. It was a fun little back and forth with a, you know, the fact that I, that I had any sort of interaction with a New York Times bestselling author was wildly encouraging. You know, it just, it was exciting. So, but 
I guess we'll call it. Well, it's, we're coming up on the thirty-minute mark, and I guess we'll call it a call it a day. Um, this has been episode eleven of the New Writers Podcast. I've been your host, Chris Langan, and I hope that you know you guys, those of you that listen, you follow along with my journey, and and uh, you, you know, hopefully, you'll see some good stuff happening, and and we will. You can learn something. You can see. You know, whether it be through example of how to do things or example of how not to do things, I'm hoping that uh, any new writers out there will be able to get get a takeaway from this. We'll take something away from this. So, I hope you all take care, and may your muse smile upon you and your words ring true. <laughs>